Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Fans of our on-demand show, we now have a brand new daily podcast. We're calling it Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. Yeah, it's where we just talk about something else that didn't fit into the show. And sometimes we use naughty language. Yes! Not often, though, because it's naughty. Finally! Find it right now via the iHeart app. Just search for Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. My chance to work blue. Where we work, they have a little birthday celebration. And if you have a birthday that month, you're supposed to come to the lunchroom and they have a cake. For you, right? And, and it, you're, you're feted and celebrated. I don't know what it is. It looks like a sheet grocery store cake. That was sheet. Um, <laughs> um, I'm told people just wander in, grab a piece of cake, and wander out again. It's but it doesn't look thing, like it was but... particularly great cake to start with. And now it's still there today. And I just wondered, there's two pieces left. 
I just would like to mount a camera in there and see who's going to eat those two pieces of day-old marginal cake to start with. I'll do it right now. <laughs> I'd really like to. You know, I love cake. Yesterday, oh, I, I was leaving the building, and I had just gotten out to the parking lot, and the email came, came down, cake is being served. I'm proud of myself. I almost ran back into the building, <laughs> but, but I didn't. didn't. Right. The oft-stated Armstrong and Getty principle of, Unless you spent the morning thinking, I wish I had a piece of cake. Don't eat food just because it's there. Eating it just because it's there lowers you to like a mouse or a... Michael just shows up or pretending a dog. to be... Your yeah. laboratory retriever. Has anybody yeah. seen my phone? Oh, what is this, cake? Oh, oh hey, birthday celebration. <laughs> Why, uh, I'll be... Uh, yeah. You know, uh, and speaking of eating and animals and the rest of it, I was watching some of the video the other day. Did you follow when they saw that gigantic white shark off the uh, coast of Hawaii? I saw Hawaii's s- practically all coast. It's the islands. I saw a still picture. It is, was gigantic. Unless Deep blue, type. they're calling it. Okay. Is that I a think name? it's the same. Yeah, because it was sighted like a decade ago, and they think it oh. may be the biggest white shark on Earth. Oh, really? Yeah. We're going to need a bigger boat. Right. And this thing is, it, it, well, it's a, it's a, it's a Mrs., uh, oh, that reminds me. I was going to play some tape of the uh, uh, a, a powerful committee in the California legislature announcing their new rules that you can't use he or she. Everybody's got to be a they. Really? Which will be violated and stumbled over every single day in every single hearing. And that is... On every topic before that committee until they rescind the silly, silly rule. And that would be to not offend... The one in a hundred thousand people that would really get offended if you said he or she. Right, because I think Corruptifornia, or Cal Unicornia in this case, uh, passed the non-binary driver's license thing right, right, right. that's popular in your blue states. Um, so this gal who heads up the committee said, you can't refer to anybody as he or she. Huh. Right. They came to the committee and they uh, uh, made a complaint. They are ready to testify Right now, you'd say, except every single conversation, somebody will uh, will not do that. And it's not just because, well, that's because people need to learn to change. No, because you're trying to change humanity in a way that just ain't going to work. I got nothing against anybody. You've got, you know, gender identity stuff going on. That's fine. I, I, you know, God bless you. I hope you have a happy life. But please stop it. Stop it. Anyway, back to the shark. So this shark, which is a she, and I'm going to call it a she, and I'll fight you if you try to stop me, is, uh, it's, um, I hate to body shame, but the shark is very, very large. It's very wide. Yeah, it's huge. They, it, they believe it's pregnant. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. my God. How embarrassed am I now? How embarrassed am I? She's so overweight. She's pregnant, you idiot. <gasps> right, I've, I've done that. No, but anyway, so I'm, I'm watching this, and, and speak of animals eating just because food is there. There are various divers swimming around this thing. My palms like got sweaty watching it. Like poking it in the eyes. And I'm not literally poking it, but they're like grabbing its fins and messing with it and all. And, and the thing's taking giant chunks out of an old dead whale. This is all lead up to the question. Who, like me, was rooting for the divers to get bit? <laughs> I just, I see them doing that. I think that's a great white shark. It's ginormous. What are you doing? The shark should bite you. The natural order of the world is that the shark takes a bite out of you. Bite him! Bite him! I want to yell at the shark. But sharks don't speak English, Jack. It's back to you. So we got this text. We got a couple of them, so it makes me think maybe it's true. Um, If I'm not mistaken... Not necessarily. Signed the Internet. (laughs) (laughs) 
If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, those who pro, whose pronouns are he and she get offended. Or the, the crowd that's bothered by he and she is offended with they. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. What are you supposed uh, to say? Because it's not the Z, well, look, Z-E? Look, if that is true, it will be different in a month. And people who cling to these horrific, hateful, really Nazi January 2019 principles in February of 2019 will be cast out. I mean, just the, 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 this like hyper-academic extremist, obsessed with these issue people, it changes constantly. And if you're not up with the latest, you're, you're castigated. You're treated as a piece of garbage. I know I have a friend who less left his job at a university, at least in part because of this sort of thing. Just couldn't keep up with the changing times. You know what? I'm near retirement age. I think I'm done. Yeah. Blanket. I'm out. Uh, the ocean. I get it. You and the horse, he or she rode in on. He, she, or they rode in on. I think it was his response. And I hope the horse is a gelding, so we won't have to get into the horse's gender as well. The Um, Atlantic says young people are having less sex. It's unquestionably true. Is it? In shocking numbers. Okay. Speaking of the beast evolving and changing, that's weird. It is weird. I I I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Okay, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Fox News, who we really like, in a car wreck with all of his family. Everybody's okay, but he talked about it yesterday. We'll play that for you a little later in the hour. Yeah, scary stuff. Scary stuff. Always. Yeah. Uh, The most dangerous thing you do every day is drive to work. No doubt. Which is, if you thought about it too much, you'd go crazy. So, so why did I bring it up? I don't know. Mm, You obviously don't know my hobby as alligator trainer. Wow. So, young people are having much less sex. This than is, they used to. I didn't know this. I we've talked so much about the people having less babies, right? But I didn't know the less sex also. And I, you know, my my personal observation is a lot less dating going on than happened when I was younger. But. Right. Well, that's a, that's a major part of this. But interestingly enough, I was uh, saw this piece in the Atlantic and thought it was really thought provoking. But they they start with the fact that um, uh, uh, teen pregnancies are a third of their peak. A third. They plunge teen pregnancy rates. HIV infections, all-time low. Um, just a lot of the not-so-good effects of having more sex are, are, are way, way down, which seems like a good thing. And then they mention the ubiquity of porn and, like, alterna methods of pleasing each other. Teen Vogue had a big piece on an act that I can't describe on the radio. Teen Vogue. Um, and on and on, uh, you know, all the, the, the pornification of America. Well, so is that an argument that porn is causing more sex or less sex? Would we have even less sex without porn? We're not ready for conclusions, Jack. Okay. We're describing okay. the landscape. Okay. All right. The landscape is pornorific. That's right. Um, and uh, so they're looking at the various statistics from these big study, studies from the Centers for Disease Control and a couple of other respected studies. Um, and yes, 
uh, teens are launching their sex lives later, which I think is is good. There's no downside to that. Zero. Percentage of high school students who had intercourse dropped 14% from the 90s to the 2010s. If 30-year-olds are having less sex, there's something weird going on to society. Right. But if 15-year-olds are having less sex, that's a 100% positive. And, and here's a great example of various... You know, giant sociological changes usually have good and bad effects. But in a series of big studies, including by Gene Twenge, I'm guessing it is, who's a psych professor at San Diego State University, um, and she has a book called iGen. Today's young adults are on track to have fewer sex partners. They're partnering up later. They're not getting married. And for a long time, social scientists said, well, yeah, the the drop in you know various statistics is because people are not getting married. But no, it's they're not coupling at well, all. That's, I've been observing this for years and talking about it, and everybody looks at me like I'm crazy. I, I I've been saying forever that it's a cultural thing. It's not the... Um, uh, the economy is why we're not getting married or all these different things. Right. No, it's just people are coupling less, and it's weird for me to observe. And, interestingly, uh, the good doctor found that couples who are together are having sex eight times a year less than they were in the 90s. That or people just lie less. It's not clear to me. Eight times a year less would be a lot. Yeah. Yeah, uh, not a serious, not one serious social scientist debated the fact that people are just getting together less sexually or or, or at all, honestly. Um, and then this journalist who's writing for The Atlantic got with uh, anthropologist Helen Fisher, who runs a giant study for Match.com, um, and uh, she was nodding along. The data is people are having less sex Um Every year, the whole match company is rather staggered at how little sex Americans are having, including the millennials, and how little interest they have compared to 20, 30 years ago in getting together. Now, that sort of change, and and we referenced this earlier, if you saw this among antelopes in 30 years, there would be entire university programs devoted to what the heck is happening to the antelopes. Well, I know. I've... Working at uh, this particular radio station for many years, um, started here, and all the young people, nobody had a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I was surprised by that, because when I was young and working at a radio station, everybody had a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or you just broke up, and soon you'd have a different boyfriend or girlfriend. Right. Always. That was just the way life was. You either had a relationship, or you were desperately seeking a relationship. And in every circle of people of more than four You'd like be with one of them, and if it didn't work out, you'd right. find yourself with another yeah. one of yeah. them to see if that, you know, Just employer, friend group, or or whatever. So here's my question. One of my questions, though, and do they? I don't even have a guess on this. Has porn is porn propping up numbers that would even be worse for sex, or is it taking away people's desire to have sex or having no role? I don't even have any idea. It's uh, it is clearly uh, causing them to have less sex. Interesting, because I mean, it's an alternative to sex? Well, yeah, it's sexual release. I mean, I don't want to get too graphic or anything, but, you know. Well, masturbation always has been, but... Well, uh, yeah, but... Most people were coupling. Th- right, the ubiquity, the ever-presence ever of, you know, a lot of this stuff, I think, and the ease of getting it. There are so many things that human beings do the not-as-good thing Instead of the good thing, if it's easier to get. that's uh, That may be, if I could come up with a more eloquent way to express that, that might be my quote that lives on. The Internet age, we will do the worst thing if it's easier. 
um, or the not as good thing. Now, listen to this. This is my favorite paragraph of the article. Over the course of many conversations with sex researchers, psychologists, economists, sociologists, therapists, sex educators, and young adults, I heard many other theories of uh, explaining what I've come to think of as the sex recession. I was told it might be the consequence of the hookup culture, of crushing economic pressures, of surging anxiety rates, of psychological frailty, of widespread antidepressant use, hmm. of streaming television, of environmental estrogens leaked by plastics, of dropping testosterone levels, of digital porn, of the <clears throat> vibrators golden age. Of, uh, I thought those were just for like if you have a sore back. Is it? No? Um, of dating apps, of option paralysis, of helicopter parents, of careerism, of smartphones, of the news cycle, of information overload generally, of sleep deprivation, of obesity. Name a modern blight and somewhere someone is ready to blame it for messing with the modern libido. Option paralysis. I don't think I'd ever heard that term. but That happened to me at video stores. There would be like six things I wanted to watch and I'd walk out without anything. Yes, I am familiar with that, but not when it comes to sex. When I was a younger man and, you know, living a different lifestyle, (laughs) there's never been an option better than sex. I had no paralysis. If sex was over here and a good meal or a movie or a concert or name anything, meeting the president, I'm still going with sex. (laughs) No, it's option paralysis for partners. When, When your dating pool is anybody who's in your city because of dating apps, no longer just the people that you fit physically can see on a day-to-day basis, right. people are less likely because people overinflate who they are, overinflate who they can actually get in a relationship. Now, I don't and know so, that that's true, but think, there is something that, I've never heard before. That's what I heard when he said option paralysis, not sex versus video games. Interesting. It's, it's, it's this person versus this person. I can't, I'm not going to marry this person because what if somebody better, co- right? That I, is I, will say, I will say that the one thing I did observe when I started observing people that didn't have boyfriends and girlfriends in their 20s, and it was just like... I'd never been around that world before. They all thought they could do better than they could. Every one of them would talk about, oh, you're dating that, you know, that ugly woman or, or man. Yeah, he or she you can is. do better than that. No, yeah. they can't. No. And, <laughs> and what do you mean by better anyway? Yeah, and what, yeah, what does better mean anyway? Maybe they're a great person who will nourish your soul until the day you die. But we're a very surface society these days. It could kill us. That I I I either think I can do better or I know I can't do better, but I'm ashamed, which is just a sick, twisted notion. But I do think this happens. I don't want my friends to see me dating this person, which yeah. is as good as I can do, which is just sickening. Well, it's a thing among guys. I don't know. I'm not nearly as familiar with the, the, the world of women. Um, thank, heteros- God for, heteros- thank God for people like me. Heterosexual or otherwise. But the whole, oh, my God, look at her. She's a tud. I mean, a perfectly attractive gal. But you want to show yourself as such a stud that it's only the top 1% of attractive women who even have a chance with you. Well, that truly pathetic tendency among dudes. My theory was always... Finger in throat, please. I I think I'm better off with her than you and nobody was always my theory. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, you know, the interesting thing, having read that whole paragraph now a couple of times with all those possible explanations... Like so many things in life, it could be that each one of them has a certain amount of responsibility. Is that the right word uh, for for what's happening? Yeah, I'm putting a lot of it on what Sean just said, just because I, I I noticed it and I'd never seen that in my life before. Yeah, that weird. I can do, but be- I think I can do better than I actually can. So I end up with no one thing. Safe, affluent, comfortable societies go this way. Now, not reproducing, we get that's pretty well trodden ground, but not even. 
having the desire to perform the act that often ends in reproduction, that's a hell of a twist. Mm-hmm. Again, if it was al- antelopes or alligators or, or, or any other animal, well, this is scientists you, would be aghast. This is one of your top couple uh, natural desires. Be like, people have stopped breathing because uh, it's easier to breathe on the Internet. Now they're just dying. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to breathe this air. It's so ugly. <laughs> I want to hear from the text line. See if we can go deeper on this. 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Stalemate on the shutdown continues. Not much hope for a solution. Kamala Harris bounds into the lead in the Democratic race for the nomination. We'll give you the metrics. And another warning about the negative health effects of antibiotics. And this one you have not heard before. Okay. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So we were just talking about this study that uh, people are having sex less, but it's deeper than that. They're getting they're getting together less. They're dating less. They're coupling less. Yeah, that's even bigger than having less sex. Boy, and I wasn't wildly enthusiastic for it because of social pressures. Nobody had to tell me to be. Oh no. At, you know, my younger days. No, when, when I was in my 20s, everybody didn't always have a boyfriend or girlfriend because somebody made us. Right. right. But a couple of texts all weed out, because we got everything from it's the video games, it's because marijuana is so prevalent. It's somebody brought up the Mueller report. It's <laughs> depression. It's it's all, it's all kinds of different things. Why we aren't coupling or having sex. Mueller report makes sense to me. <laughs> Whoever sent that, I'd like to salute you. Two texts yeah. all just that, that jumped out. I don't know how much I trust this study because the window liquors in my area are reproducing like idiocracy was a how-to documentary. Wow. <laughs> window liquors. <laughs> what? And this one. I'm a 29-year-old woman, and I 100% believe streaming TV and cell phones interfere with my sex life. My boyfriend and I will sit in bed next to each other for 45 minutes before bed playing on our phones, and after I put it down, I think to myself, I just missed out on an opportunity for sex and intimacy with the man I love. Of course, that's somebody that took the time to have a boyfriend or girlfriend in the first place. Right. Part of the problem. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Well, we'll all die out. It's not going to be nuclear war. It's not going to be the super bug. It's not going to be a meteor. It's not going to be Trump. (laughs) It's going to be loss of interest that ends humanity. Trump! Netflix and chill is a metaphor, you people. That, that's, that you're not actually just supposed to watch the Netflix thing. Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to lead two sex. Yeah, that's the, that's the and chill. Right. <laughs> you're not doing it right. Let's get the news now, Marshall Phillips. Now, Senate leaders setting up votes on competing bills looking to end the partial government shutdown. One of them includes President Trump's ideas, which would trade temporary protections for undocumented immigrants in the DACA program for border wall funding. Dems are pushing a bill to pay for government through February 8th to allow for more talks on border security. Neither measure expected to pass tomorrow, which is going to mean something like 800,000 federal workers are going to miss the second paycheck, including members of the Coast Guard. And Guard Admiral Carl Schultz put out a video thanking Guard members for their service while expressing his growing concern about their missed pay. We're five-plus weeks into the anxiety and stress of this government lapse and your non-pay. You, as members of the armed forces, should not be expected to shoulder this burden. Schultz going on to add, I find it unacceptable that Coast Guard men and women have to rely on food pantries and donations to get through day-to-day life as service members. Amen to that. 
uh, among the most barrel-chested men I've ever seen. You can you can age whiskey in this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you got a man crush on him. He's up. <laughs> the other standoff going on between the parties over the SOTU. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy says the State of the Union address should be held where it always has been held. I think it should hold in the House chamber just as it's done for generations before us. I think any indication not to hold it into the chamber is wrong on the Speaker's behalf. McCarthy accusing House Speaker Pelosi. talk. He, he is a halfwit. He got several words wrong in that very. Th- and listen, you don't Hanson, have to. Be, this is going to make it difficult to book, Mr. McCarthy. You don't. You don't have to be eloquent to be a good person. But he's just a dope. That's usually me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. McCarthy accusing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi of playing politics. So what, what's the date of the State Union supposed to be? Tuesday? February 29th, is it? I oh, believe. Oh, so we got February 29th? Yeah. Are you sure? It's this month. January 29th. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So it's coming up next week. Yeah. So pretty soon, one way or the other, she's going to have to officially pull the plug on it. Because now they're playing kind of a dance where I suggested we shouldn't have it. He hasn't responded. There's a bunch of assumptions being made, but is she going to officially pull the plug on it? They're uh, appraising uh, what that would do right now, polling it, probably asking their gurus. It's a good thing it's not on February 29th, because that's several years from now. It's not a leap year. <laughs> a lot of buzz about Kamala Harris, the Democratic senator from California. That, that would be actually, Nancy, if you're listening, and, and you know what I think of your politics, that would be a really funny thing to do. Schedule, Mr. President, President. we're just going to postpone it briefly till February 29th. Really? Harris, it turns out, may have a bigger base than expected. People pointing to the million and a half dollars she raised in the 24 hours after she announced she's running for president, tying the amount Senator Bernie Sanders raised in 2015 when he announced his bid. And he's currently the president, as we know. (laughs) Well, there we are, 100 yards into the marathon, and Kamala Harris is out front. Kamala Harris, our winner. That's based on 100 yards in. You're, you're right and wrong. I mean, you're right. We are at the first step of a marathon, but who knows what Bernie would have done on a, if he hadn't been cheated by the Democratic Party. You don't know how that would have turned out. Antibiotics, it turns out, could be harmful to people's bones. Researchers at the Medical University of South Carolina found that when they gave antibiotics to mice, it interrupted the communication going on between the immune system and bone cells. We just don't talk anymore. <laughs> that, they say, caused the mouse's That's, body... That, those are two mice with a communication problem. That's I get what it. that was. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that, they say, caused the mouse's body to create more of the cells that decrease bone density. I feel now, like we're talking past each other. Now, while drugs... That's good stuff, Jack. (laughs) You'll be a regular character on the show. The mouse. (laughs) Who can't communicate. With the communication problem. Right. Back to the study. While drugs often affect humans differently than they affect mice, the study's authors believe in this one there's at least a 50-50 chance humans will be affected the same way that mice were. So you're not supposed to take the antibiotics and die of a tooth infection? Like, you're taking the antibiotics because you have something else Stop wrong. saying antibiotics. And antibiotics. Stop so, it! So, biotics. Yeah, so I gotta take it for some stuff, yeah. though. I mean, I have no it's choice. It's not a daily vitamin. I can't just stop taking it to, for, for general health stuff. If I step on a rusty nail or something. Right? For instance. And lastly... What the world's been waiting for. More episodes of Jeopardy are coming to Netflix. 
The streaming service. What is this, a paid announcement? What are you doing? The streaming service said it is adding more episodes of the classic trivia show next month. Boy, man, if you're sitting around watching old Jeopardy episodes, you, ah, you, you need a know. boyfriend or girlfriend. No, no. <laughs> These are new episodes with host Alex oh, Trebek. Good. With all gonna, new uh, questions. Fantastic. <laughs> Son of a bitch. They'll start February the 28th. Uh, I, uh, I Some of my favorite moments of my life were sitting around watching Jeopardy in the little dive bar that I, uh, I would go to uh, back in the, the, my first job in radio. I'd hang out with a couple of friends of mine, right. both of whom were school teachers. And they were really good, and I was pretty good. We'd sit there sipping uh, Old Milwaukee draft. And play along with Jeopardy. There you go. Good times. Absolutely. Right. That was back when I could only afford one ninety-five cent beer. Couldn't have a second one. A little life advice uh, for the listeners. If you ever find yourself in a room with me and I offer to play a little friendly wager on the Jeopardy uh, episode we're about to watch, do not do it. That means I've seen that episode before. Ah, <laughs> yeah, good right. All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Good boy. Daily Double. Oh, yes. Here we go. (laughs) I put on my underwear. Right, Alex. Thank you. He's Canadian, you know. Right. I'll be working on my one-act play, two mice that don't communicate. (laughs) No. And I'm going to pitch it to Netflix. Right. They need about uh, 30, uh, $33 million. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the, of nation. the nation. So this well-known song, well-known guitar riff among the most well-known guitar riffs in the history of playing electric guitar. The guy who wrote it and played it died not too long ago, Ed King of Leonard Skinner. And the guitar he played it on, wrote the song on, played it on, Yes, is up for sale now. Oh my! That's where we're headed. Okay. It's a 1973 Stratocaster, which on its own is not worth much because Fender was making really crappy stuff at that time. CBS, boo! They aren't worth much. Right. Uh, this one is on sale for $450,000. Wow. Hoping to catch a rich classic rock fan, I guess, who thinks it'd be cool to go dun, dun, ding, ding, dun, dun, ding, ding, at home on the couch with dun, this, I guess. Dun, ding, ding. <laughs> oh, wait, let me try it again. Uh, ding, ding. $450,000. You can ask anything, of course. Tell you what, as a, a music freak, I've looked at stuff like that and thought, man, I'd really like to have that. But I'm telling you. That era of music will be like Al Jolson at some point. It'll be a distant memory or something for a historian. Or certainly Bill Haley and the Comets well, or right. something. And somebody will be paying <laughs> Exactly. Somebody will be paying four hundred thousand for Cardi B's I don't know what. <laughs> um, but anyway, that would be cool to have, no doubt. Yeah. One other thing to uh Oh, I tell you what. I've had guitars, and I thought, this guitar just isn't that good. And then a great guitarist will pick it up and play it, and I'll go, oh, oh right, oh. I get it. <laughs> yeah, and I have a feeling Ed King's uh, guitar would be the same. We talked so- This doesn't sound like Skinner at all. <laughs> <laughs> we talked a lot about uh, Kamala Harris getting in this week. She is the front runner, according to everybody, including her. I don't know about this guy who just got in. How do you say this guy's name? He's a mayor in Indiana. They don't even mention the town. Oh, but a giggity. Pete, I think I think it's um, 
Yeah, but a gig. Okay, is he a deal? Is he a deal? I don't know. I mean, Are you a, a deal? <laughs> What's the deal? He's not a prank caller calling Moe's Tavern? <laughs> no, he's no. I had heard him mentioned more than once. But will he be on the main stage with oh, Kamala no, Harris? And... I don't have the slightest idea. Okay. He could be some sort of transcendent figure. I don't know. He announced he's running yeah, for he president? He needs to change his name to St. John or something. Well, it's got B-U-T-T in the first syllable. <laughs> I get it. Um, uh, Sorry, that was just, just below, beneath even me. His slogan is, it is a season for boldness. Yes. That's what he's running on. It is, clearly. Look around you. SFB. Oh, God, beyond a doubt. Season for boldness. I'm getting a t-shirt today. Actually, in a lot of the country, it's a season for driving carefully. Uh, with uh, giant winter snowstorms and stuff like that. And Thank you for that driving tip. Our good uh, uh, our friend and uh, admired colleague, Brett Baer. Uh, well, he describes what happens pretty thoroughly, doesn't he? Yeah, there's no reason to steal his thunder. Go ahead, Brett. And I don't usually give advice, but I think everyone should count your blessings. My family is tonight. My wife, Amy, and sons, Paul and Daniel, went skiing in Montana this weekend. We had a fantastic trip. It was a lot of fun, gorgeous snow, a lot of quality family time, some uh, safe, fun skiing without incident, which is always nice. I drove the family Monday morning to the airport in Bozeman, and it was snowing, and the roads were icy. And approaching an intersection just two miles from the airport, I hit a big patch of ice, and I could not stop our SUV. We slid into the intersection of a busy road and into the path of a big pickup truck which slammed into our driver's side door. The airbags deployed. The windows shattered. We careened into a ditch and flipped sideways. And I started to try to push open the passenger door to get us out. Then a man held open the door so we could climb out. Zach Black was driving by. He just stopped to help us. We climbed out. The driver of the pickup truck, David, had called the police and the EMS and was concerned about our family first and foremost. Montana Highway Patrol quickly arrived. EMS paramedics from Belgrade and Bo Bozeman arrived quickly, too, and we escaped with minor injuries, a concussion, 14 stitches on a chin, a jostled tooth, and a sprained ankle. We are very blessed. Thank you, Zach Black, and for all the Zachs across the country who stopped. Thank you, David. Thank you, Montana Highway Patrol and EMS personnel, who were all amazing. Yeah. At the conclusion of that, he is uh, quite uh, actively crying with uh, uh, joy and relief and love for his family. Oh, it's God. Very beautiful. Yeah. God, car wrecks. So, you know, oh. we say it all the time. Why anybody worries about shark attacks or killer clowns at the edge of the woods oh, or my God. any of the things that are or, going to happen to you. Or honestly, and this is me, I'm talking about me, I'm more afraid of the airplane ride than the ride to the, uh, to the, uh, the airport, which... Actually, if you talk about miles traveled, it's not as crazy. But, yeah, it's the most dangerous thing you do, driving to work. Oh, no doubt. And then, oftentimes, we do it at a high rate of speed while texting. Oh, boy. You do. Or not something. Me. Hands at 10 and 2. Here's a story. Full attention. All times. This happened in Florida. Clearwater High School senior. So she's a young driver. Sitting at a stoplight. Looks over. Sees a, a woman with her head down. Thinks she thinks the woman's texting. Notice the woman is shaking and foaming at the mouth, realizes she's having a seizure. The woman's car starts to go forward at the stoplight. She drives, the high school kid drives her car in front of the car, stops and lets the the the, the seizing up woman crash into the back of her wow. slowly yeah. and stopped her car. That young woman for president someday, she obviously is, is quick-witted and decisive. Yeah, that's pretty good. Wow, she's going to be leading something. Somebody who can take in information... Come to a conclusion and have the confidence to act on it. 
Think it's it helps. a rarity. Think this helps if you're a high school kid, you're probably driving a $500 car. Dude, there's that. That helps. There's that. Huh? Unless she's daddy's little princess and daddy got her a Beamer. <laughs> That's great, though. Yeah. I don't like disclosing kids' names for anything because then she'll be on the Internet. Then Olivia will, Jones. Then some, oh, great. Now somebody's going to Ken Boner. Going to find something mean she said as a nine-year-old. Then the Internet will shame her and dox her and try to figure out where she lives. And Oh, man. Such is, such is life, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. The modern world. Huh? We'll Man. take your call. <laughs> a special shout out to, like the like the Brett Bear said, all the Zach Blacks out there who oh, yeah. see something, stop and act. That's You are a, a certain kind of person that we need more of. Right. Here, here. Here, here. Well, I'm glad he's okay. And then on cable news, you have this uh, bomb-chucking yahoo Rick Wilson, who is on MSNBC's Chris Hayes show, instead of Stephen Miller, the... Uh, the uh, immigration hardliner advisor to President Trump. There's something deeply wrong with Stephen Miller, and maybe someday he'll have a relationship with a live human woman. That that is really an odd thing to say on cable news. About Suggesting somebody. he's a necrophilia. I don't think that was his point at all. No, just that he's some sort of obsessed wonk. No, I don't think it was necrophilia. All great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, hope. Final thoughts is two words. There, there you go. Here's your host, Don. Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from uh, Positive Sean, producer. Go ahead, Sean. Oh, yeah, there's a certain snap in the air and a chill in my bones, which means only one thing. It's a chilly day today. I'm going to make a giant thing of chili, eat that for the next five days. Awesome. So when it's chilly, you eat chili. Yes, I'm very simple. Really? Uh, Marshall Phillips, your final thought. i got to tell you, you guys mentioned this earlier. I'm certainly enjoying the new breed of politicians. Donald Trump and AOC, outspoken, entertaining, original, and you know where they stand. Yep. Yeah, indeed, for better or worse. Michelangelo, final thought? If you're using a dating app, and most of us are about a six, be realistic. Just look for somebody clean and with a job, and be grateful you got that person. (laughs) Super. Uh, let's see, uh, Jack, a final thought for us? Joe just said it. It needs to become a slogan for the show, or it needs to be in the intro or the outro of the show or something. What? You summarized it very well. What's that? The world today. We'll take your call. <laughs> uh, so my final thought is we're having dinner with colleagues tonight, which is excellent. It's a far overdue, long overdue, that we got together with the whole crew who works here on the Armstrong and Getty Show for a little meal. So I'd like to announce, uh, let's get together and do that in the next few weeks. I'm thinking uh, Taco Bell, Dutch Treat. Oh, Mexican uh, pizzas for as far as the eye can see. Yeah. <laughs> Mexican pizzas. I'm willing to buy a four to six layer burrito. You want to go seven layers, that's on you. All right? I got a kid in college. Four to six layers. The world today. We'll take your call. The modern world. We will not be taking your <laughs> what call. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> so, uh, my favorite pundit we talked to and says the shutdown's going to last about another month. No, it can't. Stop it. Pay the Coast Guard. Pay the TSA. You can't be screwing working class Americans like this to make some sort of dumb political point. Stop it. Armstrong and Getty Rabbit, I'm another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You'll see the clicks that we talked about under hot links. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you see something we ought to be talking about, send it along. Yep, absolutely. We'll have the latest, the greatest, and whatever else. 
think he, the live human woman was just, it was, he didn't mean live as opposed to, well, never. Yeah. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. But there's mostly just, yeah, 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 we're not going to do what you want to do. Armstrong and Getty. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.